Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. All right, my friends, here we go with another day of lunacy to talk about here on the program. It is a pleasure to be here. You can email me your thoughts, questions, opinions, feedback. I'll even accept your adoration and praise here at the email address, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. So... Uh, I want to start today. I want to start, first of all, when the radical left is in control, up is down, black is white, day is night, all those things, right? The exact opposite. And that is where they begin their, that's, you know, reality has a way of making itself plain, no matter how hard no matter how hard you want to reject reality or no matter how much you need reality to be different in order for your ideology and your politics and your positions to be true, reality is there to keep those things in check. And when you have engaged, educated, informed people in this nation, people who understand truth, people who pursue truth, people who care about truth, not just fairy tales and fantasy, not just make-believe world, not just the way that someone wants it to be, but instead roots him or herself in truth, in reality, then there are things that, of course, have to be dealt with. And the truth is liberalism is built on a complete and utter lie. And that's why they have to convince you that things are not what they are. And so in a free society, in a free society, the media plays, is supposed to play an important role, right? I mean, this is this is just, I think, obvious for anyone who spends any time thinking about it. That's why the founders, the founders referenced the media, the press in the Constitution. They understand that there is a group of individuals who are responsible, who have been given power, power that was limited in scope by the Constitution, but they also understood, the founders did, that the uh, there's a, a uh, power is an elixir. Power is uh, seductive to people. It's like a drug, and people want more of it. And so restricting their power through a written document like the Constitution is important, but so also is a, a free press who can ask questions, who can report on things that they have been seeing and hearing. And it's important that this press remains free and not under the control of those in positions of power. You can look in places like North Korea or China Trump said China. 
You, you can look at the media in these places and you can see when it's when it's state run how little truth actually gets out. It becomes propaganda at that point. It becomes an instrument by which the people in power keep people in the dark as to what's really going on. Now, we have a different situation here. We don't have a – Rush used to call it a the state-run media, not as though it's technically state-run, as though they don't have the freedom to do what they want. Instead, instead these jokers, these clowns, these – Sophists, these pretenders, these professional deceivers, they align themselves with, well, when it's a Democrat, with the administration or with the Democrat Party. And they, by almost, it's a de facto state run press because they become the mouthpiece. This is why, for example, this is why, for example, Biden has asked questions about, I don't take your pick. I think he, one of the questions he was asked was about his – I think it was a favorite flavor of ice cream recently, something stupid like that. I saw it. I don't think I have it pulled up this morning. I'm just going from from memory. But that's that's where you get to stuff like this. That's where you get – I mean you compare the media under the Barack Obama – excuse me, the O'Biden-Bama administration, compare it to Trump, and then now compare it again to what we see with – President Joseph Biden, Joseph R. Biden. You look there and you see the difference in the way the media treats or reports on the sitting president, uh, the things that are on the agenda, so to speak. It was a constant battle and war with the president when the president was Trump. And when the president, of course, is Obama or Biden, it is a much different scenario. Now, the journalists will have you believe that's because President Trump was waging a war on the media, on the free press. Trump was a dictator. And what were they supposed to do? You cannot just peaceably coexist with a dictator. This is what the media would have you believe. They never take the time to define really uh, what their concerns are. You're just supposed to believe them. You're just supposed to accept what they say because they're the media they're there to report truth and facts, and the rest of us are just supposed to accept those blindly. Again, no evidence given. Or when they give evidence, it's so convoluted and silly, it's laughable. I take the case of Russian collusion as one of the primary examples. You were just supposed to believe that. They never explained how that was supposed to happen. They never articulated specifically how Trump colluded with Russia and how that changed the outcome of the 2016 election. They didn't do any of that. They just used the words and phrases long enough. They used the phrases like experts. Experts have determined that Trump colluded with Russia. Our democracy is at stake. The election was influenced by Russia and Putin. We become a puppet state of Vladimir Putin, and on and on and on and on this goes. This is what they, this is what they proclaimed without, without any evidence. In fact, when the evidence was ultimately revealed, what we realized was wah wah, nothing was there. Nothing was there. I still ask the question. To me, this is a common sense question that even if you don't know. You just don't want to get in the weeds. You simply ask this question. How and why would a 
campaign of collusion to steal an election end, the last step, why would the last step in this process be we hope people fall for our, you know, fall for our ad campaign? Why would that be the last step in the process? If that is as easy as advertising was, whoever created that campaign, as I've said on this program before, would be the most sought-after ad agency on planet Earth. If the last step in your process of collusion with Russia and with between Russia and, and Trump, if the last step was let us launch an ad campaign on social media, on Pokemon Go, and let's trick people who would other, otherwise vote for Hillary Clinton into voting for Trump. If that's the last step, then your plan needs to go back to the drawing board. You see, the last step of a real criminal collusion activity would include things like, hey, here's how we change vote tallies. Oh, hey, by the way, we can hack into this and change the results here. Right? That is the la- that that would be the real last step in stealing an election. Let's not count these votes or whatever. I mean any number of things like that. The last step is not let's trust the ad campaign. And we know so we are for, we are so certain this ad campaign is going to work that we know that this will result in a President Trump victory. Just of course hitting the key swing states of Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, maybe Florida, Ohio. Anyway, this is the kind of stuff, there's no evidence, there's no logic, there's just constant, a constant drumbeat of accusations, a constant drumbeat of insanity, of people that they bring onto the program who say crazier and crazier things. And yes, this is April Fool's Day, by the way, I just now am really kind of noticing that, (laughs) noticing that. We're not setting up a joke here this morning. I wish I was. I wish I was setting up a joke. I wish I was setting all this up to tell you April Fool's Day, we can trust our media. But folks, that is absolutely, without question, not the truth. And I'm actually setting up something that Lester Holt said, uh, I guess it was, I don't know if it was yesterday or the night before. I just saw this yesterday. Lester Holt explaining in his own words that fairness in the media is, get ready for it, overrated. Fairness is overrated. And I want you to hear in his own words what he means by that. I want you to listen to what he's saying as to why basically what I just told you was the, he's almost in a sense admitting to the fact that they were not fair to the Trump administration, although he doesn't say that specifically. He does in a roundabout way. Because craziness, things like believing the sun sets in the east instead of the west, those things do not need to be given equal time. They don't need to be treated fairly because one is a fact and the other, of course, is proven to be false. So I want you to hear this and I want you to keep in mind the things that we just talked about at the beginning, comparing the Trump administration to either Biden today or Obama excuse me, O'Biden-Bama, back in uh, prior to 2016. And just think about this and think that this is a journalist. This is, a, this is an award-winning journalist. This is when he was accepting the Edward R. Murrow Award. This is what he decides to say about journalism 
and the job of the media. Let this sink in. This should, in my estimation, while there's a degree of something that is understandable with this, it should be a terrifying notion that the media decides not to be fair in its reporting in a free country, which of course we know is true. It's just something altogether different to hear them openly admit it like this. Here you go. The unprecedented attacks on the press in this period, I'm sure, will fill plenty of books and be studied in classrooms, maybe even here. But I have a few early observations I'll share about where this moment brings us and what we can learn. Number one is, I think it's become clearer that fairness is overrated. Well, before you run off and tweet that headline, let me explain a bit. The idea that we should always give two sides equal weight and merit does not reflect the world we find ourselves in. That the sun sets in the West is a fact. Any contrary view does not deserve our time or attention. Now, I know recent events assure that you won't have to look far to find more current and relevant examples. I think you get my point. Decisions yeah, Trump, right? to not give unsupported arguments equal time are not a dereliction of journalistic responsibility or some kind of agenda. In fact, it's just the opposite. Providing an open platform for misinformation, for anyone to come say whatever they want, especially when issues of public health and safety are at stake, can be quite dangerous. Our duty is to be fair to the truth. Holding those in power accountable is at the core of our function and responsibility. We need to hear our leaders' views, their policies and reasoning. It's really important. But we have to stand ready to push back and call out falsehoods. There you go. Now, again, we'll go through this. We'll break this down um, after the break, but I do have to take a quick timeout. You are listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Back, by the way, this program is brought to you in part by our friends at Intrepid Financial. Are you concerned about your investments? Intrepid is always ready to walk you through your investment strategy. They've been helping Hoosiers since 1998, family-owned and operated. For more information, you can visit their website, intrepidfinancial.com, or you can call them, 317-818-1700. 76. Yeah, you like that phone number, don't you? 317-818-1776, intrepidfinancial.com. So, by the way, as I say that, and I'll get back to this Lester Holt thing, I'm reminded of something else I saw in the, media, in the, in the news, which I believe is a poll that said 64, there we go, Daily Wire, of Americans see cancel culture as a threat to their freedom. And so that's why I say on here, that's why we have the website supportouradvertisers.com where you can go and see those who help make this program possible. The people listed there on supportouradvertisers.com may not agree with what's said on this program. And as I've said many times before, they absolutely positively should. But we won't hold them accountable for that. But they have have advertised here, and they help make this program possible to you. 
And so if 64% of Americans are afraid of cancel culture and the threat that it poses to their freedom, I think we should do the exact opposite of cancel culture, which is instead of punishing those businesses for, you know, opening up, say, their facilities to a Trump rally or to a um, fundraising event for a Republican, as some have been targeted for doing so, instead of doing that, why don't we simply use that energy for the positive and say, hey, instead of targeting and canceling those I disagree with, why don't I support those that I do at least appreciate, um, want to show gratitude to or give an opportunity to for helping provide um, access to a program like this for free. And so that's what advertisers do. So I encourage you to to do that, and that's one way to fight this stupid, idiotic cancel culture. Support our advertisers.com. Anyway, so let's get back to Lester Holt. One of the things he says, one of the things he says in his little monologue where he talks about fairness being overrated. Before you get, before you tweet that headline, let me explain. Oh, please do, Lester. Please explain to us how a journalist saying that fairness is overrated should be given an award for journalism, right? I mean, this is this seems contrary to basic journalistic integrity. I've maintained on this program the average. I don't think the average journalist knows what their job is. I don't think the average journalist can really tell you, at least, at least based upon how I sue them, uh, see them, I'm not suing them, as I see them performing their job duties. I don't see people in the field of journalism actually doing journalism. It is a rarity. It is hard to find a true journalist. Let me give you an example. I don't need to know, and neither do you, nor should you want to know, nor should they want to make sure that you know what their opinion on something is. I know that may sound harsh, and I don't mean that to be to mean that their opinions don't matter in life. I'm simply saying a journalist's job is not to insert themselves into a story. A journalist's job is to tell you what they have seen. A journalist's job is to tell you, in the case of politics, in the case of politics, what both arguments are, and then to let the viewer, the reader, the listener make their mind up. They're not to provide commentary. They're not to be editorialists. They're to report what is being said and done. And then the idea, here's the, the novel idea. The novel idea is that engaged, educated, thoughtful Americans, when given access to as much information as they can, they then, we then can make decisions. We don't need knuckleheads in Washington, D.C., or wherever these political reporters, that's typically where they are, but they could be somewhere else as well. We don't need them to tell us something and explain uh, to tell us what we should think about something. We just don't need that. I tell you what I think on here, but I don't pose as a journalist. I am not. I, I, I reject that. I am not a journalist. I am someone that is a commentator. I am someone who tells you what I think about what is happening in our culture, in our society, in our government, in our nation. That's what I do. You're free to agree or disagree 
You shouldn't ever have to be put in a position where you agree or disagree with the journalist. It just shouldn't happen that way. There shouldn't be anything. You you can agree or disagree with what he or she is reporting people are saying about their position. You can say, I don't buy that. I don't believe that. I don't think that's the real reason or the rationale for politician X to oppose or to support legislation Y. You can disagree with what the reporting is, but his or her job is to tell you and then to step out of the story and to let you this, – this is what is supposed to happen in a free and robust society where free speech and the free exchange of ideas and public debate and discourse occurs. But see, unfortunately, we live in a world now where the people are wanting to shut down discourse. In fact, if you don't agree with the political correct position of the day, the Democrat Party's position – the liberals' position, the media's position, you will be shut down. You will be censored. You will be canceled. You will be fill in the blank. There will be obstacles put between you and your ability to communicate what you believe is going on or what you believe is important or what you think about the issues of the day. This is how they operate. This is how they function. This is the exact opposite of what the society was built to be. Free, open, robust debate that does not show preference to one side articulating their positions, beliefs, and ideas while giving the other carte blanche, carte blanche to do basically whatever they want, to say whatever they want without any sort of repercussions, right? I mean, you look at, look at Governor Cuomo. In a sane world, folks, this guy, this guy would already have resigned. This, this is cata- catastrophic. What has happened or what has been alleged to have happened uh, just with the COVID situation? The guys get, I saw today a headline, a $4 million book deal was given to him as, as he was literally in the process of making decisions and uh, forcing uh, nursing homes to take these uh, COVID patients back. He was, he was in the process of getting a $4 million book deal as he was totally ruining the lives of the individuals, of these elderly individuals with COVID and, of course, now their families by causing or contributing to circumstances whereby those individuals are not here because of the COVID mess he created in nursing homes. And then, of course, they cover it up. And on top of that, we've got all these women now coming forward. We've got information about him showing preferential treatment to his family and friends in the COVID uh, protocol or COVID testing situation, which I guess proved helpful to his brother Chris, tough guy Chris Cuomo. Tough guy Chris Cuomo had to stage a coming out of the basement ceremony. Remember this? It's my first time being outside since COVID, walking up the stairs. They had the cameras there, and it was staged. It was totally fake. In fact, there was a story of him being out and a cyclist was, you know, yelling at him for being outside with COVID without a mask or some such thing, um, even the days before that. It's fake. It's made up. But no one seems to care about this. They report on this stuff reluctantly whenever there's so much information and so much, so many allegations that it just overwhelms their ability. They can't keep, they can't keep the water from bursting through the dam at that point. But it makes one wonder what else is happening out there that we don't know about because they don't think we should know. Because when you start 
When you start tinkering with one thing and you say, I'm not going to report on this because I can't be fair to something that is factually wrong, which, again, who's out there? This is my first question to Lester Holt. Who out there is claiming that the sun sets in the east? I mean, that's your your example of, of, of why you don't think why you think fairness is overrated who's out there claiming the sun sets in the east that's my and i know in your metaphor you're going to say well people who believe in trump's policies are doing the equivalent to that i want to know who literally is out there clamoring for others to believe that the sun sets in the east because i think that's an important point people don't clamor for that because people know that's not true and so your analogy is i think a straw man it's not an an accurate analogy, because don't tell me that believing in limited government, low taxation, believing in uh, ha- having a corrupt bureaucratic deep state, believing that the media is dishonest, believing that holding the media accountable and saying that they're fake news is not a war on the First Amendment. Put on your big boy pants there, Lester Holt. And defend yourselves. Explain it. Don't say that it's a, he shouldn't be able to make those accusations because it's dangerous to a free society. You know what's dangerous to a free society? People who say in positions in the media, powerful positions in the media, that fairness is overrated. That's what's dangerous. And I've got to take a break. Whew. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I'm not bitter about this, Lester. We can still sit down and talk about this. But this is insane. This is not journalism. This is not pursuing truth. This is furthering an agenda. You are part of the problem. You are part of what it is that is causing America to make some atrocious mistakes. Even here on April Fool's, I wish it was a joke. I do. I wish it was a joke, but it's not. Gotta take a break. Be back here in just a minute. Welcome back, folks. So here is another. I'm not. I've not forgotten Lester Holt. This just his idiotic comments that fair, fairness is overrated in journalism. Fairness is overrated. Sun sets in the west. You can't tell us it sets in the east. We can't give that equal time. That sounds all good, all well and good. But but how do we apply that? Right? How how do we apply that? See, here, here's how I think about this. There are things on this program that I come to talk about every day that I know and believe completely are truth. We try to we try to embrace truth and accept reality on this program and apply that to our lives and the policies that we see in this country. I mean, that's an important that is I would say the critical component of um just the, the the cornerstone, the foundation of how we go about addressing issues. We could be wrong. That is possible. Incredibly unlike, incredibly unlikely. That can't be the case. But there's been things I've been wrong on from time to time. Very, very rarely. My wife would disagree with that. But nonetheless, very uncommon, of course, on this program. Truth matters is the point. Truth matters. And there are things that people people reject the truth in a lot of ways. And me simply saying that you can't and that I'm not going to try to persuade for truth 
doesn't then magically cause that person to embrace it. And so I'm a big proponent of meeting people where they are, right? We have to meet people where where they are. We have to be able to understand and start at that point. And you cannot expect someone to I mean, sometimes coming to the truth is a gradual process, right? I would say it's always a gradual process. There's things that we learn on a regular basis, truths about life or politics or issues, just things that we maybe couldn't have comprehended at an earlier part of in our development. This is just a natural process. Why you would say you can't talk about something um, that is not... I guess deemed truthful by the great Lester Holt is is just not the way I go about it. For example, I am convinced beyond a shadow of of a doubt that there is a Creator God, and of course now we're in, we're in whole. In fact, tomorrow's Good Friday, folks. This is Resurrection Sunday, commonly referred to, and I know some people don't like to refer to it as Easter. Weekend, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but that's what it's popularly or commonly known as. But it's Resurrection Sunday. <clears throat> Tomorrow's Good Friday. Resurrection Sunday is this is this Sunday as well when the Son of God came to this planet to die and for the sins of the world was placed in a grave and rose from that grave on Resurrection Sunday. And was the Bible talks about this? I believe that to be true. Others believe it to be false. Others believe it to be a fairy tale. Others believe it to be wishful thinking or, uh, you know, that the, the, the folks that saw Jesus' resurrection were having some sort of a group hallucination or take your pick, swooning on the cross, all of these different, these different things, different perspectives, different beliefs. Now, we both, we can't all be right, folks. Either I'm right or the people who say those other things are right. It's not, there's not, we can't just say we're both right. What's true for you is true. This is, that's, that's silly talk. It either happened or it didn't. I either accept it or I don't, but it either happened or it didn't. And, but I wouldn't think of saying, it just makes no sense to my, to my thinking to say the truth is Jesus died on the cross and anyone who has a question about that we're not going to give the time of day to. We're not going to try to give information to. We're going to assume that they're idiots and fools and that they're being led by the prop, you know, by propaganda or something and I'm not going to even talk about. It. That just it's silly to me. That tells me that you don't have an argument. I welcome. Folks, I welcome. If you want to email me questions about why I believe that, go for it. I welcome that kind of stuff. I don't understand why someone, I do, because we're forced to take that information and say, well, then why would this guy, why would Lester Holt believe this? Why would he say fairness is overrated? Because he thinks he's better than you, and what he thinks should be applied, he and the other journalists, which of course is embracing what they call progressivism, which is really regressivism, and that needs to be, you know, his, it's his job to help people accept the greater truth, although it's not true, but in his mind, the greater truth that leads us down the path to accept this, uh, these radical ideas, because that will improve society. That's, I think, in his mind and in the mind of the media, what they're doing. They're playing a greater role in helping people come to grips uh, with what the media wants you to believe is true, with what the, the radicals. And that's who is attracted 
oftentimes, unfortunately, to media, people who I remember Rush used to talk about this too, people who wanted uh, people in journalism school who say, I want to become a journalist to make a difference. Well, what about reporting truth? How about that? There, that, that would make a difference, by the way. But people want to achieve a certain outcome. They want people to believe certain things. They want people to embrace certain causes and accept those as factually true with no possible way to oppose the stated purposes or sometimes unstated purposes of a group like, say, Black Lives Matter or, uh, I mean, take your pick, the transgender movement, having transgender female students competing against female students and all this sort of stuff, which is something else I want to touch on here. But I wouldn't I don't think about it that I don't think about it the way Lester Holt does. I think the truth is strong enough that when someone has presented the truth, if they want and here's part of the problem, if you want to accept it, if you don't want to accept it, then you're not going to. If it's easier to hang on to a lie or to believe a lie politically, elect people who perpetrate that lie and use that to say, punish one group of people, one class of people, and reward another, if that's what you want, if your desire is more for the results, who cares about the truth sort of position, then you'll be happy, I guess, um, embracing some of these crazy, radical, liberal ideas and concepts. Anyway, timeout's in order. When we get back, I want to say, I want to share another thing in the news that um, I hope to get to here, but just ran out of time there. But timeout is necessary Come back and talk about something else crazy in the media today. Again, with our friends at CNN. Who would have thought? Back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. By the way, this program brought to you by Thomas Monuments. With many years of experience, Thomas Monuments can help you personalize your memorial and make that process as simple as possible. For more information about Thomas Monuments, you can visit them online, thomasmonument.com, or call 317-244-6525, 317-244-6525, thomasmonument.com. We will get to tomorrow. I wanted to wait a little bit on this uh, American, what is it called? The American Jobs Plan, this supposedly infrastructure plan. We'll get to that. Um, I plan on getting to that tomorrow, talking about that tomorrow. I wanted to kind of go through this a little bit and just um, get some thoughts together. You know, anytime there's something as massive as this, there's a lot to look at and think about and so forth. But um, I think the idea that this is just about infrastructure is um, an incredible joke here on April. That is fitting on April Fool's Day, the joke that the infrastructure bill is about an infrastructure. But anyway, um, what I want to get to here in the waning moments of the program is something else that was on CNN. So these same, the same folks, the same folks that Lester Holt says, hey, we shouldn't really be focused on fairness, right? That's kind of, that's overrated. We should be out here telling you what the truth is, basically, is what Lester Holt was saying. There was an article yesterday, or two days ago, I guess. I saw it yesterday. CNN, CNN Politics, South Headline, South Dakota's governor 
issues executive orders banning transgender athletes from women's sports. So that's Governor Christy Nome. She's banning transgender girls and women from competing in women's sports at public high schools. If you read through this article, I want to uh, circ- uh, get to one point of the of this to just to show what they want you to believe the truth is. They, the media, the radical, rabid, just insane, unhinged media. This is a part of this article. It says, though the two executive orders signed by Noam do not explicitly mention transgender athletes, they reference the supposed harms of uh, of the participation of, quote, males in women's athletics, an echo of the transphobic claims cited in another similar tr- legislative initiative that transgender women are not women. The orders also reference biological sex, a disputed term that refers to the sex as listed on the student's original birth certificates. Now listen to this last part here. They want you to believe that they're the arbiters of truth. She or Devin says, it's not possible to know a person's gender identity at birth, and there is no consensus criteria for assigning sex at birth. No criteria. We don't know how to do it. There's no consensus of assigning sex at birth. And they want to be arbiters of truth. Back in just a minute. Welcome back. Waning moments of the program here. But this um, the statement that says that there's no... What does she say? No objective criteria? What is it? There's no consensus criteria for assigning sex at birth. That's what's reported at CNN. Reminded me of this article I read about Demi Lovato posted at the Daily Wire. She was on an interview with, with Joe Rogan, and she says, I'm done living other people's truths. I'm here to tell you that I'm going to live mine no matter what you think of it because it feels right to me. She goes on to have, I guess, posted a nine-page Instagram post that said that there are boys. Well, if there's young ears around, just cover them here. I got to do this quickly, but here you go. If there there are boys with vaginas and girls with penises, this is what she says. This is where we are. And this, I guess, going back to the original conversation we've had with uh, with Lester Holt in mind, this is this is why I guess there's uh, the, the media is there to tell us the truth. They want to give not everything is there, um, you know, not everything is deserves to be treated fairly. But this does. This needs to be treated fairly. This can't. They can't find any factual basis for determining something like sex at birth. But anyway, folks, I've got to go out of time. Thanks for listening. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.